Hello, my name is Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony, the music for the lockdown. In this episode, we're going into space with Gustav Holst and visiting two of the planets with extremes of mood and sound. Back in England, we've got one of those plastercast volcanoes that can erupt when you put bicarbon vinegar into the crater, and we'd make dinosaur worlds, and then the volcano would erupt, and we found it was even more fun if we played Mars from Holst's Planet Suite from about four minutes in to give a soundtrack to the destruction. Today we're going to go to the other end of this huge hour-long piece to listen to Uranus and Neptune. The first thing to know is that Holst's Planets isn't about astronomy. It's about astrology, studying the movement of the planets and other heavenly bodies to divine information about human affairs, as Wikipedia puts it. Holst was really into his astrology, and he used to do horoscopes for his friends, so his depictions of the planets are based on characteristics that he wanted to reference, not about the physical balls of rock. Uranus is the magician, but he's no children's entertainer. He's not a rabbit out of hats merchant. Uranus's magic is disruptive, chaotic, noisy. If you heard me talking about the church organ being the loudest thing there was in the 1730s, back in episode 36, well now we're in the First World War years, and Holst's orchestra is huge, with a massive string section, four of each of the woodwind players, lots of brass players, two sets of timpani, the tunes, drums, and loads of other percussion, two harps, and if that's not enough, an organ too. The piece is a kind of lopsided, raucous dance. It starts in a mischievous mood, and I don't think we can be certain that the magician's motives are entirely positive. This music is occasionally strange, sometimes sinister, maybe demonic even as it reaches its climax. And that climax, about four minutes in, is topped by something you almost never hear, a glissando on that mighty organ, where the organist runs their hands all the way along the keys from top to bottom. I say you never hear it, that doesn't just mean that organ glissandos are rare, which they are, but it means that even in performances of the planets, you can't always hear it over the top of the orchestra. If you can hear it, it's one of the things that suggests you're probably listening to a performance that's really good, you can certainly hear it here. And after this huge climax comes, I think, the sound of desolation, the aftermath of destruction. And we move on to Neptune, the furthest planet from the sun, in Holst's words, the mystic, and a place of silence and mystery. This one feels astronomical too, as we peer into the far unknown reaches of space, cold, eerie, distant, searching. The two harps and the celeste, an instrument made of bells played on a keyboard, twinkle and shimmer in this static environment, and then Holst, the magician, pulls a musical rabbit from the hat, just to add to the strange otherworldliness. He gives us a chorus of female voices, no words, just their voices. Far away in the distance, literally in another room, and the music drifts away as we pass Neptune and head off into space, into the unknown. There had been plenty of quiet endings before, but this is the first proper fade-out in orchestral music, getting slowly quieter until the imagination knows no difference between sound and silence, as Holst's daughter put it. It's the stuff of magic and mystery. Click on the links below to have a watch and a listen. Then give us a comment, a like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening.